0: Has there ever been a point in your teaching career where you've been placed in a situation that you just weren't sure if you were prepared for or you were ready for? Maybe it was your first year teaching. Maybe you even changed grade levels and it was a grade level you never thought you would teach. That is what my guest this week found herself having to deal with when she was moved from fifth grade after many, many years down to kindergarten for the first time. This week, I'm going to sit down with Michelle White, a former fifth grade teacher turned kindergarten teacher for the first time during a pandemic. And she is going to share with us how she mastered her math and literacy centers so that she could teach in small groups, even virtually, then hybrid, and prepare her students for coming back in person this semester. On to the episode welcome to the teaching made easy podcast where it's all about simple systems that actually work so you can finally teach and give your students bigger impact in their learning teaching is hard y'all but what if i told you that sometimes we make it harder than it has to be i'm Farah, ceo of fair henley education and host of the teaching made easy podcast i've been an educator for almost 25 years and to say i've seen a thing or two is an understatement I know how much you pour your heart and soul into your students and your classroom, and I want to help you find some simple ways to have a bigger impact without breaking the bank or spending all your free time focused on school. You don't have to be a Pinterest teacher to be a great teacher, and that is what this podcast is all about. So grab your favorite beverage, head out on that walk, or just soak the day away in a bubble bath, but sit back and let's enter the world of teaching made easy. educational rock stars. Welcome. Super excited that you are joining us today. And I cannot wait to share this with you. We have one of our members, Michelle Ownby White, who is going to uh, be joining us. And hello, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So Michelle, why don't you first start off? So you are a kindergarten teacher in Alabama. Why don't you start off with kind of giving us a little background on your um, teaching career and kind of go from there?
1: Okay, so um, I have my bachelor's, my master's, and my EDS in elementary education. This is my 19th year teaching. Yeah, I started my first three years, I taught first grade, and then I spent the majority of my time in fifth grade. And the end of last year, I was told I was moving to kindergarten. And (laughs) so this summer, I started reading and researching and taking classes, and that's how I ended up in kindergarten. So I'm loving it so far this year. It's been this first year in kindergarten is what. It- this is my first year in kindergarten. Nineteenth year teaching, very first year in kindergarten. Well, so of all the grades, what's your favorite? I gotta say, right now, fifth is still my favorite. favorite? Just get my humor, but I I love the little ones because they'll never ever have I been in the middle of a math lesson and somebody's come up and given me a hug and say, "I love you, Miss White." <laughs>
0: Yes, they do do that. They do do that. Now, I tell you, um, I have taught pre K all the way through fifth grade. And one of the things that I always tell people is, you know, when I taught pre-K, I never thought, I was like, oh, I love pre-K. And then I moved to kindergarten. I was like, you couldn't pay me enough to go back to pre-K. And then I moved to first grade and I was like, you couldn't pay me enough to go back to kindergarten. (laughs) And then of course I taught second, then third, then fourth and fifth. And second grade, I was like, "Mm, not really my speed. Third grade, I was like, not really my speed. The deer in the headlight with the testing, that was their first year. Fourth grade, all the girl hormone or no, all the yeah, all the girl hormones started coming out and the cattiness. And I was like, No, I don't do this. Fifth grade is when all the boy hormones came out and I said, No, I'm gonna go back to first grade.
1: Oh. Yeah, I always said in fifth grade, if you connected with them before Christmas, you made that connection, you were good to go for the you were rest
0: good, of the good to go. That's right. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed teaching writing in fourth grade. So that was something that I really loved teaching. So it was just the dynamics of the age that I went. I spent so much time in kinder and first. It was like, oh no, I'm going to go back where they still, they still come up and hug me and they give me hugs. For, <laughs> for they can see you're having a bad day. So, and they just give you a hug. So tell me, you have been, have you been teaching virtually
1: this whole time for this school year? We did virtual for a little while and then we went to the hybrid where we had kids come in um, Monday and Tuesday and then No children in the building on Wednesday. And then another group came Thursday and Friday, which is why we did the interview today because today's our last day with Wednesday for planning. All of my children come back Monday. So I'm excited about that, but I have been in the hybrid phase and we're transitioning back to all in-person learning. So, Awesome.
0: awesome. So are you excited about having them all back in the classroom? I am so excited
1: about having them all back in the classroom. Most, you know, some people have mixed feelings about it, but I can't wait to get them all in here so that, you know, we can, I don't know, grow together. That's, you know, I'm ready. I'm excited to have them. So.
0: You know, I can't imagine kindergartners doing virtual learning for their first year of school and their first experience with school. And that that's something that I've really, you know, has really been heavy on my heart for all the kindergarten teachers out there is this is their first experience for School and it's supposed to be their their foundation of learning what the school building is and 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 all of that. And so many of our kindergartners haven't gotten that. But you'll get them back on Monday and they'll get that experience. So they're gonna be getting that experience at least on some level um, when they come back. Maybe maybe not for the same amount of time as normal. But so kind of fill us in. You said that you, you had students, a, a group of students that were coming Monday, and then a group of students that came Tuesday, or they came Monday. Thursday Thursday and Tuesday, Tuesday. And then Uh another group came Thursday, Friday. Right. Each group was getting three full days at home, but only two days of instruction from home.
1: Right. Well, what I ended up doing is I had my kids. On Wednesday, we had like meetings and things for teachers. So I didn't do any virtual teaching, but the children that were at home actually joined virtually. So I had virtual students, the ones that were at home came in virtually. And then of course I had about eight here in the classroom. The way I worked, and I may be getting ahead of you on this, but the way I worked my centers is I assigned a time They came in, we did our whole group math lesson, like a quick mini lesson. And then everybody stayed logged in. And if it wasn't your center time, then you just muted and worked on something else that I had given you to work on if you were at home. And if you were in the classroom, you worked in the center. So I got them set up just like you suggested, but I put those out around the classroom and they would work. And then when the kids that came to the table for the actual lesson came, I would have some kids on the screen and some kids in person at the table. So it was based on the skills that they needed. So it wasn't like just all my hybrid kids on there at the same time because they didn't all need to work on the same thing. Gotcha. So I,
0: I do want to back up just a bit. So when when did you join Learning Centers Made Easy? December. December. So you joined in December and you got all this together and ready for January. Over- and-
1: Break, I was like, I've got to do something different. I was spending 40 minutes putting the center together and they spent 10 minutes and they were done. And I was like, this is not working. I've got to find something else
0: this is Uh, not working
1: yeah I took your class and I signed up and I'm I'm all in
0: so I love it I love it well I I knew when you posted your photos and and I realized that in our group you know so many some teachers joined in August and they were it was up in the air what it was going to look like and so many of them were like we want to get in there because they loved the idea of just having access to the activities to assign so that just helped so much and then I know that as we as school kind of returns to normal and teachers are going back, we're going to start seeing a lot more teachers sharing how they're putting all of this into into practice. But the fact that you joined in December and you got it all together in just a few short weeks to get to start with this in January so that you could go back with virtual teaching and, and so, and doing the hybrid or the hybrid teaching just made it easier. Now that your students are coming back to the classroom, they kind of already have an idea of what to expect when they come back. And you have a, a group of students that have gone through the procedures that'll be able to help guide them. So talk about what your plans are. We're going to get into your exact system and kind of all of that um, here in a minute, but talk about what your plans are when your students come back on Monday of introducing this now that you're going to be fully in person and what have you put in place because I know one of the big questions that a lot of people are going to have is what about safety protocols with with COVID? Because so many teachers, that's one of the things that they're they're stressing over is how am I going to run centers with my students in groups if I my students aren't supposed to be within six feet of each other or, or whatever the case may be. So talk about what you have in place to kind of deal with those constrictions.
1: Right. So um, because they've all been through the center process, they know how it works. Um, so I'm not going to have to start from scratch and teach them, you know, how to rotate. And what I'm planning to do is got my little tag here. Everybody has a tag, just like you suggested. And I have stars and triangles, I think are the shape. And so depending on your shape depends on who you work with. And um, normally it's, you know, I have pairs. So I have a small enough group of children that I'm not going to have more than four in a rotation and my plan is to put two centers in a box so that one group one pair can take one over here and work and the other pair can take the other one over here and work or you know spread out like they need to but inadvertently i have taught my children to sanitize 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 i did not realize this until we started doing like games and activities and you know i said okay we're gonna play a dice game one person holds the bottle and you spray the dice and then you pick them up and roll them and then you spray them again and the next person picks them up and rolls them and so every time we have these little bottles of sanitizer that were donated to us so you'll see these little somebody asked about these little purple- i did yeah i was like that was a (laughs) and they were donated to us and so there's a bottle at every center and it's so funny to watch them because i sat back i guess it was yesterday and watched because they sat at a center they sat down they sprayed their hands they worked in their center Okay, they did their activity, packed up, you know, time to pack up, they got everything packed up, they sprayed their hands again, they got up, they moved to this next station, they sprayed their hands. They opened the box, (laughs) they got it out, they spray, you know, I mean, they're constantly spraying. And they've sprayed and sprayed so much that some of my laminating film is peeling off. And I said that better safe than sorry. I can remake it and laminate it again. But they do work with their partner. You know, they do, they have their tag and now are they
0: wearing masks? I'm assuming yeah. they're wearing masks. Yeah.
1: We are required to wear masks. This is the first time I've had lipstick on in forever that anybody's seen. So I have a question
0: with your pulling small groups. A lot of teachers have come in, into our office hours and so forth, and they've asked, they've said, I'm able to pull three students at a time, but we can't be at the table for more than 10 minutes, or they can't be at the table for more than 15 minutes, or it depends on what their school has done. So are there any, are there any time restrictions with how long they can be together working?
1: My rotations are only 10 minutes the the children stay the same in the rotation. Um, and of course, they're working with their same partner. So I keep up with, you know, who's working with whom. So if there were contact tracing or anything like that, we could go back and see, okay, you worked with this person on this day. But, you know, as far as like working at the table and that kind of thing, again, we just sanitize everything. They're spraying hands, they're spraying materials, they're spraying everything. <laughs> I love it.
0: I love it. All right. So let's step step. step back also to, I know you're coming back fully in person on Monday, but let's step back how you did the hybrid. So um, very specifically, you set your groups up. How many groups do you have? Because these are questions I know everybody's going to have.
1: I have five groups. Okay. So I started with my kindergartners instead of the color that you suggested. If your tag is purple, you start in the purple group. Um, It worked better for my kinders because it gave them a visual color. And then they knew, okay, they can read the number on the sign. Now they know, okay, this is group three. I know four comes after three. So they'd move to group four when it was time to rotate. But I have my kids come, when they come to the table, we sit and we work on the skills they need to work on. Uh And then my virtual kids, is this what you wanted me to kind of get into how yeah, I put
0: I mean, my virtual kids in? You have, so you have five groups. Yes, um, I have five. How, long is, how long is your literacy block?
1: I spend about two hours at
0: least. But your rotations, you said 10 minutes per rotation. So you're spending about, I'm going to guess about an hour of that you're spending on rotations. Yes. Okay. And are you doing this in math and
1: literacy? I am.
0: Okay. These, I just know these are questions that, that everybody's going to have. All right. So when your students are, and I, and I really want to point out the fact that you modified the, the chart to have them start in the color instead of end in the color. That's one of the things I love about the chart is it can totally be customized. So you You can rearrange the colors if you prefer to do them in rainbow color. If you (laughs) prefer, the the order of the colors is not what matters. It's the simplicity of the chart and the system. But it also, if you had six groups, you could just add another color. Or if you only had four, you could take one off. And it very easily can be adapted to whatever your situation is. So your students are rotating. And when they come to you, you had both virtual students and in-person students at your table. Explain how you were connecting. What platform were you using to connect with your virtual students?
1: Um, So we use Google Meet. Okay. Um, We had to use that. And so they came through Google Classroom. Everybody was logged into Google Meet, whether you were technically at the table with me or not. And they had activities to work on virtually if they were at home. They just kept me turned down. And then once I held up their color badge. What was their
0: signal to turn their
1: volume up. I said it's time for the purple group. They would know, oh, that's me, you know, and sometimes I might have to send a message so it'd pop up on their screen, but we really didn't have any problems with the kids joining in. Once they joined in, we did our group. I had some kids at the table with me, some kids that were virtual. They interacted together, you know, I'd turn the screen around so everybody could see each other and they worked on activities together based on their skill need. And then once their group was finished, they could log out so then they went to do the other virtual work that they had to do from home
0: so did you have did you do you have your rotation set up to where you were the last center that they got to because the reason i ask is you said once they went through you they could log out first group that was with you they got to log out when they were done with you yes Okay,
1: cool. Um, I found that some of them were saying, oh, well, when we go into this, we can't, we're having trouble keeping this open and hearing you and hearing that. And I was like, okay, we'll just, we'll do it this way. That way you're on small amount of time. And I had one that would log back in at a certain time because he knew what, about what time his group was. And he was really good about doing that. So we only did it for a few weeks, but we made it work. And oh. I got to meet with every kid every day, and it wasn't just the two days that they were here. It was four days that they were learning from me.
0: And how did that, listen, and this is another thing that I'm loving about this, because I will have second grade teachers who will be like, my kids, there's just no way. You're doing this with kindergartners yes. who've never gone to school. So the fact that you- And a been teacher to... who has never taught kindergarten. Has never taught kindergarten. <laughs> the fact that you've been able to take this system and you've been able to put it in place and use the adaptations that we've shared. Because one of the things that you did that just totally intrigued me was that you were doing the virtual and the or the hybrid, you were doing your group together with students virtually and students in person it was because in one of our office hours, I I had suggested that I said, listen, this is what I would try. And I've always been very open with y'all that listen, nobody's done this before. So I mean, I've been a virtual teacher for the last three years, but nobody's done this whole hybrid thing before, so nobody's an expert, but we're going to try to work through this together and put our brains together. I would try having my at-home students log in and just turn the volume down when it's not their time and use some signal. I love how you just took this and you ran with it and you said, I'm just going to jump in. I'm just going to jump in and it's either going to work or it's not. And you did it. You did it with kindergartners. And I think that is absolutely amazing. So so high five to you, claps to you because yes. And and especially for someone who's never t- Taught kindergarten before. I will say that might have worked in your advantage, at, to your advantage, not having ever taught kindergarten before, because you kind of go into it with a mindset of fifth grade and students, or even first grade, and what they're capable of. And so you just, you just had a bar that you had set, and they were going to meet it. <laughs>
1: and to this point, they've, they've done everything I've asked, you know. So I was like, we can do this. We, we can do, do it. it. We can but do it. I love the it here's the times so everybody's singing then and, and they all showed up
0: and it worked. So. <laughs> I love that. So let me ask you, I want you to share, tell me what is your, out of everything, I mean, I and most people usually say the centers because there's so many of them, but out of everything, what has been the, the one or two things that have just been like mind-blowing game changer for you? with regard to your
1: centers? I was having so much trouble figuring out how it all worked. <laughs> uh, being in kindergarten for the first time and, you know, like I said before, i I'd work on centers and spend forever putting them together. And then it was like, poof, they were done. And, it, you know, I just spent an hour putting that together and you spent five minutes and you're done and <laughs> you can't be done. So I think that alone, and then the system of them, like knowing who am I working with, where do I start? I don't have to every day take you and put you under the sign where you belong to start the day. I say, okay, grab your folders, let's get started. That's all I have to say. They come get their folder. They know if they're If they're a red folder, they come to me first because I'm group one. You know, they know whatever color their folder is, I've made big signs in the classroom that hang from the ceiling and they know to go underneath that sign and that's where their box is. So just them knowing where to go and what to do has been
0: a game changer. That's awesome. Well, you know, I realize that your heart's in fifth grade, but you know now that you've got this fabulous system working in kindergarten, your principal and assistant principal are never going to let you leave kindergarten. Are, right? <laughs> they're going to be like, nope, you've got it going. We need you to show everybody else now. <laughs> I think we're to go back to fifth grade now. <laughs> now, I will say, having taught the upper levels, because oftentimes centers are thought of as a lower elementary thing. And I know when I taught fifth grade, I remember I was setting my centers up and I remember people asking me, they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to do guided reading with my fifth graders. And they're like, what? They're too old. They're going to hate that. They're going to think that's baby. And my fifth graders loved it. And so if you were to ever go back or did you use centers in fifth grade?
1: Well, I taught mostly science, Oh, okay. but we did centers for science. Like yeah. they could have different activity rotations. Um, it wasn't quite like this, but they did have rotations and some were digital and some were like hands-on activities that they did so. We did similar things, but if I were to ever and change that's a rat. level, Thanks this is for something that I would definitely episode. take. You, you can find all the links because mentioned in to today's if episode by clicking can do the it, link in the description to jump over to the show can can
0: that's right. I you know mean, your, like your time it. is valuable I as a teacher, and I am I honored that, that you well, Michelle, chose thank to spend so a piece of it with me. Help other teachers like you find the podcast by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified when new episodes are available. Thanks again for listening, and most importantly, keep being educational rock stars.